With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Greetings and salutations, everyone. It's Rich Wilson. Welcome to Fantasy Baseball Live. Today is February 19th, about 3 o'clock in the afternoon. As always, I'm here with my good friend, Tim McLeod. Tim, how are you doing? I am busier than a one-armed paper hanger, but having a lot of fun doing it. We got drafts on the go. We got rankings, uh, mock drafts. We got a little bit of everything happening, trading like crazy. It, it's been a fun and crazy busy week, Richard. It, it has indeed. Uh, we've been doing our Dynasty League uh, supplemental drafts. We're going to talk about that. Tim's in the middle of a a slow draft associated with uh, Prospect 365, the Facebook page. And Tim's been wheeling and dealing in the Dynasty League and that we've got lots of fantasy stuff to talk about. And all in preparation, we gave Tim an extra week to put out starting pitching, which will come out next Sunday. So we'll be back on our previews. But Tim, tell us about this. Let's start, let's start with the slow draft. Uh, tell us what you're doing there. Uh, well, I had the 10th pick. And it got off pretty well uh, according, according to plan. A, a couple things a little different. Uh, Aaron Judge went number one. All right. First of all, before we talk about what's the format? Uh, standard five by five. Standard five by five rotisserie league. Is it uh, saves or saves and holds? Is it on Just base saves. percentage? Just, Just saves. saves. So, so yeah. standard fifty picks. 50, yep, yeah, 50, 50 round draft and hold. Aaron Judge goes first. That's fascinating. Wow. Yeah, Jose Ramirez, and then Trey Turner, and then Ronald Acuna went fourth. Wow. Wonder why. Um. I don't know, but I can't argue with any of the picks. I, I, I think they're all. I think cool. I can. I don't take Aaron Judge one. Yeah, if he does seventy-five percent of what he did last year, he'll earn the number one spot. Personally, I think Ronald Acuna is the guy. He's the guy for me. But hey, if you believe Aaron Judge is going to repeat what he did last year, or even like I said, seventy-five percent of it, it's it's two seventy. So he. He had 62 home runs, right? Yeah. So 75% of 62 is 46 home runs. Yes. Yeah. That could be what uh, Jordan Alvarez does. Yeah. And 10 stolen bases. But and just 75% of that. So six or seven stolen yeah. bases. Yeah, I think he yeah. stole, stole mid-teens last year. So I'm okay. saying I'm 10. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. 
46 so what does Ronald Acuna do? Uh, Ronald Acuna could do 25-35, 25-40. Could do 30-40. Who's younger? Uh, Definitely Ronald Acuna. Mm -hmm. Okay. Just just, just testing for understanding. Yeah, right after him went Julio Rodriguez, and Kyle Tucker went six. Basically, five of the first seven picks were outfielders. Mm -hmm. And your Dan Alvarez went eight. Which is, he's an outfielder as well. He's an outfielder as well, yeah. So you're so who goes nine, and then tell us who you went with. Otani went nine. Interesting, okay. And you can only use him in one or two spots yeah, weekly. You can't move him back and forth. And at ten, I took Bobby Witt Jr. Oh, it's the second time you did that in our uh, in our, our Gladiator League, right? Or I, yes, did. I did. No, or did I? Uh, I might have taken him. <laughs> I might have taken him. I think that's. I think I did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Memory's good. Recalls a little. That's shaky right. Today. That's right. <laughs> a lot shaky today. You uh, might. Did you have the first pick in that league? Uh, uh, yeah, I think I did. As a matter of fact. Yeah, I think you did too. I think you took Acuna. So okay. Yeah. So so far, I've either been at the top of the the top of the board or or tenth. It's. The way it's worked out so far. So. Great. All right, so who who so you've got uh, Bobby Witt Jr. You got speed and power, and you got yeah. questionable uh, batting average, but uh, yeah. it's it, you got a you got a guy that's uh, going to be a major producer. So what do you go yeah. with next? Uh, I went with Pete Alonso. Wow. Okay. I did Pete Alonso. Wait a minute. And did I do? I that's exactly what I did in the Gladiator League. I went Bobby wow. Witt Jr., Pete Alonzo. I'm following greatness. Yeah. <laughs> then I started to panic after that. So uh, we'll see. So, all right. So you got now you got Buku of power and you got some speed. So what are you going to do next? Uh, I decided I wanted some saves. And, and, I, and oh, I, Tim, really? You went with yes. a closer that early. Wow. Look at uh, you. Yeah. It went with Gloss A. That's with my third pick. So what was your thinking there? I mean, why, why, because you've been talking about you can get closers in the fifth or sixth round, you're going to wait. I mean, what, mm-hmm. what led you to that change? Draft and hold. Okay. There is no waiver wire. I want, I want a guy who's going to give me an opportunity for 35 to 40 saves, and I'm going to try uh, and vulture the rest later on. But I want enough that I'm not going to finish in the bottom three in saves. And in a 15-team league, I think by getting that big closer uh, early in a draft and hold, that guarantees your points. So are you going to wait now for... Yes. So you're just going to do setup, guys, the rest of the way? Uh, Well, there's still... We're up to around 14. Or Alex Uh, Lang type of... uh, Alex Lang, Craig Kimbrell, Evan Phillips, Floro. Yeah, that's... Okay. Rolled as Chapman. Whatever. You know, I mean, guys that will get some saves. Okay. Rolled as Chapman. I just don't see it, Tim. You're you're smarter than me, but I don't see it. I I can't believe that uh, he's going to, the other bar was Scott Barlow, right? He's with Kansas City. So we'll see. All right. So who do you, so so you go with the closer. So who are you coming back with, with your fourth pick? Four. I took my first starting pitcher, Shane Bieber. 
Wow. So I went four start four four positional players uh in our gladiator league and then felt like I was scrambling. So you decided right. to go now you got a you got power, you got some speed, uh and then you got two yeah. pitchers. Fascinating. So who'd who'd you go with fifth and sixth? Oh, this this is this is where it it gets fun. I t- I took a look at the number of outfielders off the board and I didn't have one. So I was going to be short at one of two positions, either third base or the outfield. Mm-hmm. And I decided to play devil's advocate in this one, and I'm not going to be short at third base. So I took so Gunnar, Gunnar Henderson. Gunnar Henderson. I, I knew that's where we are going. Oh, good for you. Came back in round six with Max Fried. So you have no outfielders after you've been preaching to us. you got to get yep. your outfielders early. Yes, and believe me, you will see different. Uh, you'll see different results probably uh, coming out of labor this coming Tuesday, Rich. <laughs> okay, all right, okay, yeah, but you're picking third there, so you're going to get an outfielder with your first I'm pick. Second. Oh, second. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. So you're definitely you're going to get you're going to get Aaron Judge, Ronald Acuna, Kyle Tucker, somebody yeah. of that ilk. Yep. That's and it will be an outfielder. Yeah. Okay. Uh, at six, I took my first outfielder in round, round seven, and he fell so far I couldn't pass on him. Eli Aminez. That's your first outfielder. Okay. I yeah. mean, off, yeah. in, off injured, Tim. Yes, off off injured, but there could be 35 homers sitting there. Indeed. Okay. Round eight, I, stuck to, I, I stayed to Brandon round eight, and my number three pitcher is Logan Gilbert. <laughs> You love yourself some Logan Gilbert. Yeah, so, I do. So you've got now you've got massive power with Alonzo, Eloy Jimenez, good power with Bobby Witt, but now you're starting to be light on speed because now all you do is have Bobby Witt Jr.'s potentially 25-ish type uh, stolen bases. Yeah, and Gunner for 10, I'll figure. Oh, Gunner. Oh, I'm sorry. That's right. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, yeah I'm, you're right. I'm light on speed. It's not, it's, it's not a typical Tim draft. At nine, I took Jeremy Pena. Power and okay. Speed. Okay. Oh, okay. Good power, some speed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I decided at that point with having Wit uh, off the board at third base and Gunner off the board third base, it was time to go with a kid and some upside. So in round 10, I took uh, Josh Young. Josh Young. So you're going to. So who. So you're going to have your corner infield slot then taken up by Josh Young or Gunner Henry. Or no. Uh, Bobby Witt. Yeah, I've got Bobby Witt right now at my middle infield spot. I've got Henderson and Josh Young at third base. Oh, that's right. You got Jeremy Payne yet. That's at short. Got it. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, so so you're, you're really so doing it backwards, right? So you're, yeah, you're, you're loading up your infield first. You don't have a first baseman yet, but you do have a shallow position in third base covered, and you've only got one outfielder, if I recall, and that's Eloy. And there's still four teams, with, I believe, with no third baseman. So there's going to be some ugliness at third Oh, of base. course. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and yeah. you've, got, you, you and you've a... got two third basemen. Okay. Well, yeah. arguably three. Yeah. Yeah. Arguably three, yeah. yeah. Uh, then I decided uh, it was time to add a fourth starting pitcher, and you know who I got. So you, wait, but you're going to go for another starting pitcher, and your only yes. outfielder <laughs> is the... Affable but oft injured <laughs> Eloy Jimenez. In for a penny. In, in for, for a pound. pound. <laughs> and you went Cody Singa with your fourth yes. pitcher, of course. 
Of course I did, yes. Uh, then I came back and added my second outfielder in round 12. Okay, give me, With, let me, let me, give me, give me a couple okay. of, describe the, the player, see if I can guess them. Give me a couple of hints. Uh, sucked horribly after a trade last year. Oh, Whit, Whit Merrifield. Exactly. So you got you came back with speed, cheap yes. speed, with a little bit of power, and hopefully a guy yeah. that'll hit with and, hopefully he'll hit at the top of the lineup and get some runs scored. Okay, I, I like that pick. Yeah, and he qualifies at second base as well. Yeah, if I can not, find it, it's like yeah, it's like <laughs> you don't have enough. Uh, yeah. Okay, all right. Okay, Good. round thir- thirteen, I went and totally filled in my middle infield by taking Thyro Estrada. Of course you do. Wait a minute. Yes. So you've got Jeremy Pena and Witt Jr. in the middle infield. So where are you putting Thyra Estrada? Oh. What's that? Say that again. Tim? I heard two beeps. We still there? Yeah, we're still here. I'm sorry. Where are you putting Thyra Estrada? Okay. Thyra Estrada. So where are you playing him? Second base. Oh, okay. Interesting. Wow. Okay, so and that you get... gives me a, a little bit of pop, but it gives me again some more stolen bases. So I think I'm now up over a hundred in stolen bases after my next pick, which was Seth Brown. Is my third outfielder. <laughs> of course, of course. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Well, that's interesting. So you've you've been able to yeah. manage you're counting stats by going heavy in your infield and you're just going to be scrapping on your outfield. Yeah, pretty much. I, I just, you know, when I saw the outfielders go off the board, I didn't like my options for an outfielder. I didn't, I didn't want to move early, earlier on a Rose arena uh, with Pete Alonso sitting there. That wasn't going to happen. So I, I think part of it is me just trying something different. The other part is the fact that when you get down into 10 through 15, the dynamics change a little bit and the hand that you're dealt, you, you can try and load up on it, but it's not easy because they're not available, you know, as, as even close to being the best player available, you know, in 10, 11, 12 in those slots. Right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, uh, like I said, it's a combination of me dealing with the roster slot that I'm sitting in. So I'm okay with it so far. I'm having fun. I've got no catchers yet. Yeah, well, well, I mean, look, it, you, no, yeah. I think one of the things that we've learned here, first of all, this is a kind of a, a contra type of, of draft, but maybe it's an appropriate draft for where you were where you were selecting. So I yeah. think that's good news for everybody when they're sitting in those draft slots. Uh, and two is, if you're playing in a 15-team league, you're going to have some weak areas. You can't have a star at every yeah. position. No, you can't. No, and it's how you manage how how you manage knowing that fact that will again eventually make the difference. And yeah, there's a there's a lot of veteran players coming off of off years. I, I have to think that some of them are like Michael Conforto and Anthony mm-hmm. Rendon. You know, Eloy was hurt. Uh, that you know, Whit Merrifield. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we can use last year right now as a measuring stick for the future on some of these players. I don't think it's fair to. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I'm kind of that way with Anthony Rendon. If he gets hurt, he gets hurt. I mean, but right. I, I don't believe you can get him in <laughs> in the 18th, 19th round. I mean, I think there's tons of upside there. Whit yeah. Merrifield, I think, was – I mean, I, I don't want to repeat myself, but I was furious. Yeah. I was okay when he got traded, but the fact they didn't play made no sense to me. And I think there's value now because – the guy was playing well before he was traded. They it wasn't like he played poorly. They didn't give him a chance to play. Yeah, no, it was it was a very very bizarre situation, wasn't it? Yep. So you got to take advantage of that. He is getting older, so so mm-hmm. I, I I do get that. Great. So anyhow, stu- that's how it's shaken down. Like I said, it, it's fun to sit and play devil's advocate and try a few things differently. Yeah, so I don't know if I call it devil's advocate. I call it more a contra type of approach, which I think yeah. is, uh, you know, if, as they're zigging, you're zagging, which I think is, yeah. is also good for our listeners to hear as well. Because I think in the end, you've got a strong pitching staff, got a really yeah. strong infield, and you you don't have an outfield. I mean, that's the bottom line. Yeah. So <laughs> Yeah, that's and yeah, and I'll be scrambling for catching that won't hurt me as compared to helping me that much. Yeah, but you know, I I believe ca- catching's getting deeper. You can grab yeah. one up side guide of a Bo Naylor or Indy Rodriguez, and uh, and then get yeah. somebody else who's you know Christian uh, uh, Christian Vasquez type of thing. Yeah. You'll be fine. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It'll it'll get it'll get it done. Yep. Tell me, let's take a break. Get back and let's yeah. talk some of these Dynasty League supplemental drafts because uh, we both have stories there. Oh, do we ever? <laughs> Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry Bahamas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Got your happy price, Priceline. Statistics season for drafts, Timmy. Tim's still yes. in the sl- slow drafts, uh, hold, draft and hold. We are in our um, Dy- Dynasty League associated with the show, our supplemental drafts, which are 10-round yes. supplemental draft. There's 15 teams in each league. Tim, there's four of them going on uh, currently. And let's see, they are... The in the top of the seventh round, back of the sixth round, and one of them is already in the ninth round. So people oh. are kicking butt. So uh, 
So very, very pleased. Uh, oh, one still in the sixth round. So six, seven, eight, and nine. So that's where we are with the four drafts. That's awesome. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, they're going to be they're going to be wrapped up in a couple of days, and you can go back to relaxing again, right? It is. <laughs> it is hard work, Tim. Yeah. It, it, well, you're, you're running so many of them. You know, getting requests just to add players is a full time job. It is, and you get text messages, and and then you you you. People, you hope they include who they are, <laughs> what league they're in, the player they want, and you know where that player plays. So sometimes you get these obscure international guys that actually have to yeah. look up to make sure they're they're legitimately signed and stuff. Uh, so it's it's hard, and then sometimes you put them in the wrong league, and it, it gets it gets a little while. What what I sometimes find funny is after you'll add the guy, then the the person will come back and say, well, what'd you think of that player? You think you'll be any good? I'm like, I don't even know who you are. I don't even know who you drafted now. I mean, I'm off to something else. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know. I'll tell yeah. you later. <laughs> you've, turned that, you've turned that page in a different book even, right? <laughs> That's right. Just I just want to make sure you got the player you wanted. I'm not making any evaluations at the time. I'm literally doing the administrative work. So that's that's been my life. Usually the first day is not so bad because everybody's getting players that are already there. But then it starts to get crazy. Yeah, it's, uh, I've got right now a, a a slow draft and two slow mocks going on. And it's, yeah, it's a handful. Yeah. So I'm Timmy- very fortunate that in my dynasty leagues, I have partners in both, and they've been carrying, carrying the lion's share of the work. I've just been doing a lot of nodding and smiling. So I've, uh, I, I, Timmy, as you know, I'm a relatively conservative player. Um, yes, you are. But, in my- but you're changing. I'm changing. I'm so I I wheeled and dealed. Are you ready for my wheeling and dealing story? Yeah, I I am. I'm I'm looking forward to it actually. So I play in five dynasty leagues. I believe I will be competing for the first time in all five this year, with probably the weakest being DL six. It's maybe a year away, but I felt like I feel like I can I, I can make an impact. But I I needed a pitcher. And I was right. drafting in the sixth slot, and the okay. chance of Cody Singa dropping to me at six was going to be low. Very, so, very low based on what I've seen, yeah. Yeah, I can look at the uh, – let me tell you where he's gone. I will do a podcast on all this, everybody, so you can hear the ADPs. Yeah. Cody Singa went six four four three, so he did drop the six in one league, but I didn't want to take that chance. Mm-hmm. So he was going – third or fourth pick, depending on what people wanted to do. So I decided to reach out to the guy with a third pick and said, I'll give you uh, Oswald Peraza and my number six pick for the fourth pick, excuse me, for the third pick. And the guy agreed to do that. Fully prepared Timmy to take Cody Singh. I thought it was fair. Mm -hmm. You can get a really good player at the sixth slot and the difference between three slots uh, Oswald Peraza seemed like a top 100 guy seems seems reasonable yeah so I'm sitting in the number three slot number one pick Drew Jones goes off of the board I'm expecting the number two pick to be um Holiday Jackson Holiday it wasn't and I thought mm. and I was okay Timmy if Cody Singer would go in second then I would get either Drew Jones or Jackson Holiday I would have been okay with that but Tamar Johnson goes at number two. 
So oh. he, he, yeah, exactly. Here I am sitting at number three, going, "Oh, why? Like now, yeah. what do I do?" That's <laughs> like yeah, best laid plans of mice and men just, just went down the old crap. Right? right. It was like, oh, and I just sat there and looked at it, like, oh, I can't believe this. I'm thinking, I gotta draft Jackson Holiday. I can't. I can't let this opportunity but and then I started feeling bad for the guy I trade it with because I know he would have liked to have had Jackson Holiday and I I really felt guilty cuz then I'm thinking this isn't right but you know it is what it is right so I yeah I I take Jackson Holiday and I'm thinking damn I still want Cody Singer what do I do I said I'm going to trade with the number 4 guy <laughs> So, so uh, which is not me, Timmy. I'm like, I, I don't have a pick until the sixth pick in the second round. So I decide to, I've got tons of prospects. I say Co- Curtis Mead straight up for the number four pick. He says no. Then I come back with says Yuri. No. He says no. Oh. Then I come back oh. with Yuri Perez for the yeah. number four pick. And... The guy, then we, yeah, then he, we add a couple of uh, draft picks and he find, he accepts that. So I'm thinking, is that a good move? And for me, I get an instant guy who's in the major leagues. Maybe Yuri Press has more upside, but Singa, I know is going to start the season, assuming health, pitching in yeah. a rotation that's going to be a very good rotation. I think he'll be very good when he comes, whether the league catches up to him, time will tell. And that's the deal I made. Now, in five oh. years, is, is Yuri Perez the better pitcher? He could very well be. But I'm yeah. playing for this year and next, and uh, right. I, that's why I did the deal. So I was pretty happy, Timmy, that I got my guy and I got Jackson Holiday for essentially Yuri Perez and Oswald Peraza. And I feel really well, good about you, that. And you know what? You got a huge bonus, Rich. Because even if Senga doesn't work out, you're going to get your pound of flesh from me, right? That's true. That's even more. <laughs> that will be even more true. So I now have Cody Singa in two leagues. So uh, I'm pretty committed to Singa. So. Yeah, I was going to say, and yeah, it's a win-win. And hey, if it doesn't work out, you're still going to win this thing. Okay. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah, so I've got a, you know, I've got a pitching staff in that league, Timmy, of, let's see if I can bring it up. That's DL7. Let me bring up DL6 here. Let me go to my, oh, here's my team. I got Cody Singh, of course, as one of my pitchers. I've got uh, Brandon Woodruff. I've got uh, Dustin May, Hunter Green, and Zach Wheeler. They're leading my staff. So I'm feeling pretty, pretty good. And I've got a uh, I've uh, got an offense I think that scored sixty points last year, so out of seventy five, and it's pretty much the same team with Witt Jr. and and uh, and Gunnar Henderson now leading that leading that uh, group. So that's awesome. Good for you. Yeah. So Timmy, tell me you you have another dynasty league that you're in, and you started off with the number one overall pick, and I encourage you not to take Cody Singh with that, and you decided to trade that pick away, but then then, then did a lot more. Yeah, we did a whole lot more. Uh, we're stacked in prospects in this league, and we've got a team that can contend right now. But our pitching, basically, our ace is Christian Javier. That's good. You know, we've got we've got Nick Lodolo and Pablo Lopez and Freddie Peralta and Charlie Morton. But... We don't have 
the depth and that and and, and another number two ace type type pitcher. So we decided it was with the, the the number one overall pick because of the depth of prospects we have. We wanted we wanted to parlay our number one pick and some prospects into a pitcher. So we traded Robert Hassel, Andy Paget, is it in L.A. Page, yeah, Paget, yeah, Pages or Paget, right? Mm-hmm. Paget, Austin Martin, and the number one pick for Logan Webb and the number four pick. Of this year. That's great. That's okay. Great. Yes, and... But is the number four pick going to get you Cody Singa? Well, then what we did, <laughs> the we traded up to the number three pick by giving $50 worth of fab and Trent Grisham. That's it? No, so, no, sorry. We we traded Trent Grisham and the four pick for and we got fifty bucks worth of fab and the number three pick. So it cost us Trent Grisham to move up a spot. Seems reasonable. And We're gonna we talk took, about Trent Grisham later on and to see if yeah. there's any value there. I, I think there is, but we'll see. So now we moved up to the three spot and we got Senga. So even we've got now we've got Webb and Senga added to our rotation. And so the guy from in the two slot takes Tamar Johnson. You're stuck again trying to and decide it's, between. It's done. We, we have Kobe, Cody Senga. Okay, so you <laughs> have Cody Senga. Okay, good. Great. And then because we – I'm looking at next year already, and mm-hmm. I'm looking at the first round next year, and I am huge on on that first round. I think we've got – four potentially generational type players that are all going to be available next year and that's Lee coming over from Korea uh, Yamamoto from Japan Dylan Cruz and I keep forgetting the pitcher's name is it DeLauder? Zero or point Who's the zero. pitcher? I've got to hit zero point zero twice because you mentioned zero both a Korean player and a zero <laughs> yeah. uh, you're, tell, you're telling me that there's a a a uh, transformational, or what you call it, a uh, generational, generational player from t- yes. coming over from Korea. Yes. Tell me yeah. the first generational player that's come over from Korea. Uh, Sin Soo Chu. He was generational. Generational player is Mike Trout. <laughs> okay, okay, he would be the first. Okay, <laughs> he's the first. <laughs> Jeez, my cloud. Now I have heard good things about the, the Japanese pitcher. I don't, I, I don't know what pitcher you're talking about, Timmy. I mean, you, you can't yeah, say. Uh, yeah, that I get. You can't say from a college standpoint that kid could get hurt uh, before the season starts. We, we got to get into. It. I mean, the college uh, baseball season is just getting started, so we don't know yeah. yet. So. Dylan Cruz, though, is... Dylan Cruz looks like he could be a top three pick in the draft, correct? Yeah. So, anyhow, there's a lot of picks available uh, that I like in the top four or five picks next year. So, we traded away Henry Davis and Brennan Davis for uh, a first-round pick from a team that should probably finish third, fourth worst next year. Okay, so you've got uh, potentially a third or fourth pick, and uh, okay, great. Yeah, and one right. of, and one of those players. 
So again, we're just looking to the future a little bit. And I would advise everybody in dynasty leagues. I think next year's next year's crop and first year player dra- drafts could be the best we've seen in a long, long time. I think it's going to be better than this year. That's for sure. Yeah, this year. And well, this, this year's, year's is pretty good. It's, this year's pretty good. Yeah, so uh, it is. I haven't really studied uh, the college crop coming in, but, but I mean, obviously, Dylan Cruz. There's a kid. Actually, that's about yeah. 10 miles from my house. That's a top 10 high school prospect oh. that, uh, okay. in fact, I just, just uh, I can't get into it, but I just had yeah. conversations about him. So, uh, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, so I'm going to go see him in the next couple of weeks. So, uh, yeah. So I'm suggesting, I'm suggesting to people that if you can find a way to work your way into one of those early picks next year, it might not be a bad plan. Totally great. So great stuff, Tim. I loved your wheeling and dealing. I was very happy with my wheeling and dealing. Whether it works or not, yeah. time will tell. But it it was fun. I I loved well, it. Well, yeah, so. it is fun it, yeah. when you move players around. It. Yeah, I got to give a big shout out to Dylan White and Bob King High for doing a lot of the legwork. Great job, guys. Okay, Tim, let's take a break. And, uh, we've got some fantasy stuff to get to now. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chilling by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Some news and notes. Timmy, there's some interesting yeah. things that has actually hap- happened this week. And first of all, a little disappointed. The The official game started on Friday. I went to my MLB TV app to watch something, and there was no games. I said, well, that's a bummer. Yeah. There was a full slate of games on Saturday. Nothing. Nothing broadcasted at all. It looks like the first games don't get broadcasted until next Saturday. I was bummed, Tim. I wanted to watch a game. Yeah, no, I switched on my MLB TV. <laughs> yeah, okay. Never, never, and, never. And the never. MLB <laughs> Network was playing uh, college games, which was fine. I watched yeah, a little bit yeah. of college games, but I really wanted to watch uh, an early spring training game, and they were not to be unless somebody could tell me where they were. I could not find a feed for anything. Well, uh, maybe they'll they'll put the first 10 games on as a bonus package and an add-on for 10 bucks next year, Rich. 
I don't Sorry, know. Sorry, it's my, uh, my callus. My callus. Yeah, it is. All right. So, so anyway, so Timmy, we've got uh, I've got some interesting, I think some interesting. First of all, some contract squabbles. Uh, the yes. first is Manny Machado says he will opt out at the end of his con. At the end, he gets an opt out clause at the end of this season. Uh, so he's able to do that. And he wants an ungodly amount of money. Uh, to sure resign, he, he wants ten years and four hundred million dollars, like uh, mm-hmm. more than Aaron Judge got, and he'll be the same age as Aaron Judge. And basically, the Padres said no. They offered him a reasonable extension, and mm-hmm. and he said no. I think it would equate to like two hundred twenty-five million dollars. And he's he's an older player, Timmy, a guy that's had yep. a history of some injuries, and he basically flipped on the bird and said, "No, I'm not going to do it." Well, I have a question for you, Rich. If Manny Machado this year gets in 300 at-bats because of injuries and hits 16 home runs with 52 RBIs and no no stolen bases, what do you think the odds are of him opting out? Very low. Yeah, it's it's fine to talk the talk right now. But you, you look at Machado's deal, okay? And we're looking at, he's got five more years, six more years. and One, two, three. Yeah, he's got six more years on his current contract before free agency. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, six more years at $30 million. He's got $180 million bucks on the table. Mm-hmm. He can say whatever he wants right now. He's protected both ways. It's mm-hmm. so a sweet and deal, Tim. It is a sweet deal, yeah. And... You know, he can take the stance he's taking knowing that if he doesn't have a great year, he's got $180 bucks sitting there for the taking, right? I got to tell you. $150 million after this year, sorry. I mean, a guy still, trying to get a $10 million deal uh, when he's 31 years old, that's tricky, Tim. And I wish yeah. him the very best. The Yankees right. were, I mean, they, look, Aaron Judge had the season he had at the right time. And he yeah. landed the big contract. I, I hope Manny Machado has, you know, an Aaron Judge type season and wins yeah. wins an MVP. And you know, he gets yeah. his. But I mean, I can't blame the Padres for basically saying, "Here's a good deal," and he said, "Screw you." So we'll see. Yeah. yeah. Well, again, he can say that right now because he's got a pile of money sitting in the bank, right? So uh, again, uh, hey, I don't blame Manny. Machado for taking the stance that he wants to make the most that he can possibly make. If he plays through this contract, he'll be 37 when it's done, and he won't get a contract. Okay, it, you know, how many third basemen have we seen that age real well after age 36, 37? Not very many. Fair so point. I, so, I, so, so he has a chance, though, to extend that to age 41 uh, with a new contract that the Padres are offering. He said no, so... There is no other opt-out, my understanding. So if he gets hurt, Timmy decides not to opt out, then he that's that's his contract. He's going to play out the rest that's of it. His, so it, it's a yeah. risk. Well, definitely. And, you know, I hope he has a monster season and he gets himself a huge contract. But it is a nice sort of sweet deal that he's protected either way, right? Corbin Burns, Timmy, also a big oh. story came out. He was very unhappy. Uh, not only lost his arbitration hearings with the with the Brewers, but more importantly, he wasn't happy because for some reason he decided to go to the hearing. And at the hearing, he heard stuff that he was surprised at because Tim, big superstars, all they're told is how great they are. And he went yes. to the hearing 
which, you know, it is set up that it's collectively bargained. You go in with the player with one number and the team with another number, and they argue each other's number. They, they argue their number. And the, the player is saying how great they are, why they deserve that. And I guess... I don't know, maybe Corn Burns thought that they would say how great he is and offering him less money, but that's not the way it works. I mean, they basically said, yeah, you're a big part of the reason we didn't make it to the playoffs, and he got really, really yeah. pissed at that. Now he's well, bad feelings with the Brewers. Well, yeah, you know what's sad about this whole situation? Number one, I don't think he should have lost his arbitration case. I, I don't know how that happened. But what's really sad is that – he has been with the Brewers since he broke into baseball. Mm-hmm. That is seven years. Mm-hmm. Okay. The Milwaukee Brewers destroyed a seven-year relationship for $749,000. Mm-hmm. This is why the Brewers will never build a winning team. I don't think the Brewers are small or smart at all. Pay the guy 749 You know, pay, pay him. Pay him. And, and don't be haggling. Over seven hundred and fifty thousand bucks. Uh, that's that's nuts, as far as I'm concerned. I that's, I, that's just stupid. I'm going to take the opposite view. Uh, mm-hmm. I think if the Brewers want to sign him to a long-term deal, um, they probably maybe find some kind of compromise or whatever. I think what people need to realize is that the Brewers have tried to sign him to a long-term contract. He said no. They tried to do something to buy it the rest of his uh, arbitration years. He said no. So why give him extra money if if they know he's going to go to free agency and they can't sign him? It it it. So why why give up the extra seven? He's not going to play poorly because if he p- pitches poorly next year because he's pouting, he's just going to hurt himself at next year's arbitration potentially at free agency. So I, I don't. If the player does decides not I, to play, then and the team knows that they're not going to sign him long term, why do they pay him extra? That's exactly what the Rays do. The Rays go in and fight for every penny. Yeah. They trade players before they get to that stage. Yeah, and maybe that the Brewers do the same thing. So to me, if if you decide that yeah, you're you're not going to sign the player, then why give him any extra money? Yeah, I guess the other thing that comes into play here is. A message is being sent by Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. And you might see some trade requests from some of their better players. I would think as soon as that story came out, you would, you'd have every big, every big team asking, hey, what, what's the cost of Corbin Burns? So Yeah. And then you'd find that, you know, Willie Adamas might be available. Mm-hmm. I'd be asking Brandon, him. Yeah. Brandon Woodruff? Yeah. Well, sure. Yeah. I don't know. I like I, I said. I, I get it. I understand it. But uh, look, it, just it seems the, a shame that they couldn't find a way to meet. Absolutely. And, yeah. But here's the deal. And I tried to share this on Twitter. Um, the team has every right. I mean, it, it's it's the owners. I mean, he has every yeah. right. He or she has every right. I think all the owners are men, but he has every right to sign who he wants or not. I mean, it's it's their team yeah. and. If he mm-hmm. doesn't want to spend money on players or has a budget of X and mm-hmm. that's what he's decided with, then that's what it is. Now, you as a fan can get upset about that, but yeah. it's his right. Well, sure it is. Yeah, it's just like going, hey, we're 
going grocery shopping. You want to pay five pounds for bacon, five dollars for a pound of bacon, or you want to pay fifteen? It's your choice, right? Yeah. Or do you want to get the lower quality bacon yeah. with a lot of fat in it, or whatever? I mean, yeah. that's that's what you do, and it's unfortunate yeah. that the Brewers. I I I mean, they've got great pitching. They've got a solid team, and it just doesn't look like they want to continue with that. Yeah, it's uh, it's. As a fan of the game, it's it's not a good situation. It really isn't. I nope. uh, no, I, I I don't think Milwaukee will be a contending team because of this approach. Yeah, I mean it's. It, it, I, I mean, a World Series contending team, uh, playoff uh, contending team, but yeah. they, will they will they ever do what's needed to get them over the hump? Now, I know it's, they paid. Christian Yelich a bundle, but again, you got to have more than just that one big chunk of payroll, right? Mm-hmm. That is correct, and it, it's it is unfortunate, but that's just the reality. I mean, this is a collectively bargain arbitration. It's not free agency that's driven salaries up. It's all about arbitration that's driven salaries up, and there's no way that that's going to change. No. Uh, and you know, teams have decided which direction they want to go, and if Corbin yeah. Burns thought he was going to go to a law fest at an arbitration case. I mean, oh, yeah, that's just was... silly. I mean, Timmy, why would you yeah. go there? And if you're the team, why oh, yeah. would you say, yeah, he's really great. Everything that the, the, the player just said about himself, we totally agree with. We have nothing more to add. Well, you're going to lose the case. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's like you're arguing the opposite. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, again, as a player – I would, as sorry, as an agent, I would do everything in my power to ensure that my players, the players I was representing, never ever attended a hearing. You, le- you don't want them. You don't want them there. No. Unless, unless Corbin Burns wanted to go, knowing mm-hmm. what was going to happen, so that he could yeah. basically make this statement in hopes that he does get traded. Yeah, we don't know. We never Don't know. Will, right? The last thing we'll talk about before we, before we break here, Timmy, is Clayton Kershaw. And I keep bringing up how important insurance is to everybody. I know it's boring, but every one of these players that goes and plays in the World Baseball Classic or goes and plays for the Savannah Bananas if they wanted to, right? You got to get, you got to have insurance. Otherwise, you know, you can lose your contract. And Clayton Kershaw tried to get the try to get an underwriter to insure his, his basically his body and they said no and they would not cover it. the the team the Dodgers gave him every chance to go out and and play so it wasn't that he couldn't find it and he was unwilling to go out and risk what is it 16 17 million dollars if he hurt himself so it's uh so he doesn't get a chance to play Tim well and you know what looking at that whole situation Clayton Kershaw is turning 35 on the same day as me, by the way, March 19th. We share. You're turning. Thir- you're, you're turning 35 as well. <laughs> uh, from the neck up, yes. Yeah. What's what's your your birthday's yeah. 18th, right? Uh, 19th. 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 Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah March 19th. He's gonna be 35 with yeah. his medical history. Should he be playing in the first place? You know, hey, I I think it's great that he wanted to, but. Uh, I don't think from a Los Angeles Dodgers 
perspective, it's something that they would want to see. No. And, uh, you know, it's like I said, he's 35. Uh, they don't need to lose Clayton Kershaw. No, but and the, with his history, you know, it's there's a but, lot of risk there. But the Dodgers knew exactly what was going to happen. So they're like, yeah, go ahead. You play. Because they yeah, knew well, that sure. he, he wasn't going to get insured. And then, then yeah. the insurance company, they couldn't find an insurer. So he came back yeah. and said, well, do you want to risk $16, $17 million if you get hurt? Yeah. And mm-hmm. he said no, which nobody can blame him. <laughs> I mean, we, I yes. wouldn't do that either. So. No. It just it just shows you this is the business of baseball that it fans get really upset when they read about this kind of stuff, but you don't know all the stuff that's going behind the scene. And the one thing I've right. learned over the last five years that I've been working with some of these agents is how like pervasive in conversations the insurer plays and in all of it. And we it came to the forefront with Kershaw. So Well, yeah, and Again, ultimately, the team has a decision, but the Dodgers played it real good because they're coming out of this smiling, smiling like a rose. Yeah, we're sorry, sorry it didn't yeah. work out. We let you play, yeah. and, and we're glad yeah. to have you. And all the yeah. while, they're going, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Wiping their brow and smiling and moving on, right? Timmy, let's talk. We can take a break. Get back. Let's talk injuries and best shape of your life conversations. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chilling by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Our good friend, I guess he's still our good friend. We, we don't have much interaction with him. Is Marcus Potter. He used to be on our podcast, Timmy. Yes. He's gone off to do bigger and better things. But he always preached to us, and I think he was right, that if a player comes in hurt, you got to be really careful about drafting that player. Right. Totally so I, agree. I got some players, Timmy, and, you know, we have to decide whether we tell our listeners be careful or not. So I got four of them. They're, well, three of them are famous. The fourth guy might be soon. But Jacob DeGrom comes in with minor left side soreness, a guy that's not been the picture of health over the last couple of years. He's going – no longer is a top three pitcher anymore, but he's gone as a top 10 pitcher. What do you do if Jacob DeGrom's sitting at the top of the queue and you need a pitcher? 
Well, I, I think one thing that we have to, at least I am, assume, is that Jake DeGrom is not going to pitch. He's not going to start 30 games. Mm-hmm. Okay? He's going to start 20. Whether he starts them at the beginning of the year or the end of the year, it makes more difference to the Mets than it does to us in our game. Oh, right? I disagree. I think if you get yourself in the hole, Timmy, with a pitcher like Jacob DeGrom not pitching in there, it's so hard to dig out, and you lose you lose focus and interest on that team. Well, the one thing I did find interesting, okay, uh, as far as DeGrom is, I'm not overly concerned. But at the same point in time, he went at pick 143 in the live draft I'm doing right now, the draft and hold. 143? Okay, he really his, dropped then. Wow. His ADP is 129, if I'm not mistaken. Really? Yeah. I'll just double check that. I mean, I, I drafted early, so perhaps uh, he was going much, much earlier than that when I when I was drafting. Yeah, unless I screwed up here. Let me just see here. Jake DeGrom. Uh, where are you, Mr. DeGrom? Uh, wow. Jake DeGrom is going 31.67. What am I looking at? I'm, yeah, I must have. Yeah, the, something <laughs> weird must have come up when I hit ADPs. Yeah, ADP of, yeah. nine, of 2012. I'm looking since the first of the year. And Jacob. oh, I know, I know what. I, yeah, my bad. I, I sort of thought something was messed up. Ig, ig, ignore my discussion so far on this one. Uh, you know, if, if you draft Degrom, you got to have a plan for ten starts. Is what I'm figuring. Okay, well, for, uh, so 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 plan for him missing ten starts. Yeah, that's that's what I that's what I would be thinking. Okay, so no dropping from. Concerned. No, no, I wouldn't drop him. I wouldn't drop him any further. It's so in the last side okay in the last two weeks he's going he's going as a fifth pitcher off the board ADP of thirty point yeah. five two. I'm going to follow Marcus Potter's axiom. I'm not touching him. Okay, here's another one, Timmy Lance McCullers. I can't remember the last time he's actually played a full season. He there's yeah. soreness, overall soreness. He's been shut down from throwing. Yeah, there's no change for me. I'm simply staying away. If anything, I'm bumping up Hunter Brown. Agreed. I, actually, I think the latter part of what you just said to me is the most impactful. I think Hunter Brown starts because he's never he's yeah. never been healthy. Lance McCullough, I can't remember the last time no. he's been healthy. So no. this is just a reminder you need to bump up Hunter Green. I mean, not Hunter Green, Hunter Brown. Yep, yep. totally agree, yeah. Here's one that's a little disappointing. Brian Bellow with the uh, – Boston mm-hmm. Red Sox played well when we saw him last year. Tightness in his forearm, which you never like to hear. He's scheduled to start a throwing program. If you are on Monday, if you're drafting today, what do you do with a Brian Bellow? Uh, if I'm drafting today, I'm probably going to bump him down to a reserve slot and make a move from there. When you look at your, you know, a draft today, if you're doing it on a 60-second clock, okay, the reserve round that you have at the end of your draft versus the reserve round you have by the middle of April mm-hmm. is not going to be one of the same. Okay, so if you have to cut them, it's a reserve, you know, it's a reserve pick and you go accordingly. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't stay totally away from him 
because Boston's rotation is made up of Chris Sale, Corey Kluber, Paxton, Whitlock, Favetta. It's a like, model of health, isn't it? <laughs> it's a model of health, yes. So, uh, I, wow. I, I wouldn't shy away from taking Brian Bellow as a reserve pick, Rich. Yeah, yeah he's going in the he's 24th gonna get, if he's round. He's healthy so, and it yeah. works out. Yeah, he, he could easily get 100 innings in this year. The last one's the most, well, I think Jacob deGrom's a little disconcerting. The last one's a little con- concerning. Felix Batista, Tim had shoulder and knee issues over the winter time. Yeah. He thinks he'll be ready for opening day. He's building up his shoulder strength, and now it's coming out that maybe um, Perez and somebody else, uh, uh, CNL Perez, and I forgot who else they said, might get some closing opportunities at the beginning of the season. What do you do about Felix Batista? Uh, if I'm drafting today, I'm bumping him down a little bit uh, from that. He's been basically looked at as uh, in that top elite group of closers. 35th, I would 35th pitcher off the board, Timmy. Yeah, that's 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 elite. I'd bump him down a little bit. Mm-hmm. I, I'm hoping he'll be okay. But, yeah, hey, Baltimore's also got Michael Givens there, your favorite closer, oh, Rich. <laughs> don't, Ryan just, Bing- I just had an involuntary twitch as soon as you said his name. It's not good. <laughs> gag reflex, that sort it's of thing. It's just a gag <laughs> reflex. I mean, I just, uh, no, yeah. oh, no. No, Brian Baker's there. I, I would look at uh, Perez and Baker as a, if I was drafting today as a reserve, as a reserve type pick, you know, somebody you can toss a dart at. But I'm I'm hoping Batista, much like the Orioles, will will be fine by the time the season gets rolling in another six weeks. Um, here's so so the injuries are just starting, Tim. We just the pitchers yeah, well, and catchers just just reported. Everybody, it's going to yeah. get it's going to get more difficult as we get in further oh. into spring training. So, and we will talk hope hope to talk about each and every one of them. Mm-hmm. Tim, yeah, there's going to be no shortage. <laughs> best shape of your lives. Uh, this is actually, I don't know, I'm going to spoil the, uh, tell you my opinion already. I was actually encouraged by this because this is one of the pitchers that was horrid last season, Timmy. That was Lucas Giolito was brutal last year. I think everybody would agree to that. He arrived at camp 245 pounds. He was at 280 last year, Tim. He lost 35 pounds over the winter. I think this is an encouragement. I don't know if he's going to pitch better to me, but it can't hurt. No, I, it, it can't hurt. I agree with you. Do, does it improve his ability to throw strikes? Man, yeah. Who knows? All right. I know is that it's showing a concentrated effort to be in better shape, and that's not a bad thing, is it? Nope. 280 no, pounds, even at six foot, that's a it's a huge man. I mean, that's that's 245 is probably more where he needs to be. So, uh, well, let's I, face it. If you're, if you're standing last year behind Lance Lynn and Giolito and the buff buffet line, you're starving. <laughs> that's right. I'm actually encouraged. I, I thought they showed pictures of him. I thought he looked great. So, uh, I wish Good him all him. the I, I, I traded him last year in DL5 for pennies on the dollar. So, I hope the guy I traded him with gets uh, gets the benefit of that because, yeah. I, I gave up on him, but uh, hopefully it'll help. The last thing I'm going to talk about before we talk fantasy questions of the NL West is the Cubs signed Edwin Rios to a one-year deal. Any interest? Absolutely none. Zero. Uh, 
zero, less than zero. He has to get past Ian Happ, All World Suzuki, Bellinger, Wisdom, and Brennan Davis to find his way into playing time. I think odds are pretty long. Okay, that that's going to happen. That's a that's a, that's a lot of players. But isn't Edwin Rios? Have, he's probably going to play first, isn't he? Uh, There's a lot of outfielders you just talked about. Yeah, I I thought I I thought he was an outfielder, but let's just go to the let's just go to the Cubs lineup and see see where they have well, him. first base. They got Hosmer, right? And uh, somebody yeah. else somebody else they traded for. Yeah, they got Hosmer and. Uh, Trey Mancini, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's it. Yes, yes. Yeah, and Patrick Wisdom. And, yeah, there's there's a lot of players, and I just don't see. Yeah, they've got Edwin Rios at first base. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and they've also got – there's also Matt Mervis in the mix. Yeah, poor Matt Mervis. (laughs) Yeah. You got to be him. You got to be thinking, what the hell? (laughs) What do I I have to do? I thought I was – I thought you were – I thought I was part of your future. Like, what's happening? So, oh, well. Well, yeah. Next up for the Cubs is they will trade for G-Man Choi, a disgruntled G-Man Choi. That's okay, true. It's seal the fate. Yeah, again, working with these uh, agents, Timmy, I, they've told me stories about not Matt Mervis, but somebody like Matt Mervis would call, just like scream at the agent like, what is the team doing? I'm now seventh on the depth chart. I was expecting to get called up. I mean, it's just, there's no answer. And it's just, apparently the agents are just, I mean, they're just psychologists. I mean, they're just, yeah. it's going to be fine. I'll talk to them. You know, don't worry. You're still part yeah. of the plan. It's just Your brutal. name's being brought up in trade talks every day. Yeah, we'll get you out yeah. of there. You know, it's just, yeah. just everything to try to pacify the player. And, and they, nobody right. knows. I mean, it's like, they don't know. know. We're not going to go to the Cubs and say, what about my guy? What are the Cubs? Oh, he's a big part of our future. <laughs> they're not going to tell him the oh, truth. <laughs> so, well, no, they're going to they're lie like a rug. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, Timmy, good stuff. We, we're, we're already close to the hour mark, but we're going to plow ahead as long as you have time. I have lots of time today, Rich. Lots of it. Fantasy questions of the NL West when we get back. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
<coughs> this is our last division, Timmy. Uh, a little late on this one because I think we we're supposed to do it when I got COVID, so we lost yeah. a week in there. But mm -hmm. uh, we're going to get through as many of these as we can. Um, yeah. Let's start with the Diamondbacks, shall we? Yeah, that's a good place to start. Looked at roster resource uh, yesterday was putting together. They're showing a starting outfield, Corbin Carroll, your buddy Jake McCarthy, and Alec Thomas in center field with Kyle Lewis on the bench. Do you think this is how it's going to this is how it will break camp and is this how it's going to play by June? Yes. Really? You think Alec Thomas is going to get a chance to be the starting center fielder? Yep, I certainly do. He's 22 years old and uh it's not like the Diamondbacks haven't shown the, you know their intentions as far as going with young players. I think they'll give Thomas every opportunity to hold that job. I think he is a lot better than what he showed, Timmy. I, I'm rooting for mm -hmm. the kid. Uh, everything I hear is it's he's a really good dude. So let's see if it works. Yeah. All right, big shot. Give me a stat line at bats, home run, stolen base, and batting average. Uh, 475 at bats, wow. 22 home runs, eight stolen bases, and a 245 batting average. That's not bad, Tim. That's a guy and that should good, be drafted. And good, and good defense. Oh, very good defense, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't yeah. know, Timmy. I, I I, mean, who else is – I mean, Kyle Lewis can't stay healthy. I, I don't I don't know. Do you have a roster resource? Who else? I think there's somebody else who's an outfielder there that had a chance to see some playing time. Can you bring that up? Yeah, I certainly can. I'm just looking. If I bring up roster resource, it'll crash my computer while we're on the air, which I don't want it to happen. No, that would not be good. Uh, who else do they have? Uh, Lords Guriel could that, slide into the spot yeah. if Evan Evan Longoria moves to DH. Yeah. So that that's a that's a possibility. But Lords Guriel. Look no, at the reserve. Who else was there? It was somebody else? Uh, Perdomo. That's about it. Let me see okay. outfielders. I'll take a quick scan down. See who we got at outfield. Uh, Pavin Smith. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I doesn't think have the defense. It's interesting that yeah. they have. I mean, Thomas is the better defender than Carroll, but you would have thought Carroll would have been in center, Lords Guriel and left, and McCarthy and right. But if they go with Carroll, Thomas, McCarthy, that's three center fielders in your outfield. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, the, the outfield D is going to be pretty solid. They're going to run down everything. But I, again, it, I still think they want Alec Thomas to be an everyday player. He's young. He's what, 22 years old. Mm -hmm. I think now's the opportunity to give him, give him that time. And I think he'll play just fine. If it doesn't work out, then Hey, Guriel shifts and you know, they can, they can move. Uh, they could give uh, Gabriel Marino at bats in the DH slot. Speaking or Perdomo, of which, or Kyle Lewis, speaking you know. of Gabriel Marino, does he get enough at bats to make him fantasy relevant? Yes, he does, uh, because even if he only gets 200 at-bats, there'll be 200 at-bats that won't hurt you as a number two catcher, and that counts because a lot of the catchers you'll find as number two catchers, once you get down after the, uh, you know, after the top 20-25, batting average becomes a bit of a problem, and you, don't, you won't have to worry about it. I don't think about Moreno hurting you there. You so as a number hit. two, yeah, as a number two, I think you'll be fine. Yeah, do you want him or, or Martin Maldonado? I mean, right? Yeah, easy decision. <laughs> Look, this next one, Timmy, is 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 a tough one, right? It, it's Mad yeah. Bum. It was mm -hmm. one of the 
10 years ago or seven years ago, yeah. one of the best pitchers in baseball and just, uh, you know, a legend in San Francisco. He's going as the 287th pitcher off the board. Look, July. I draft, I draft, <laughs> I drafted him in the 43rd round of my NFC draft. And, and look, and that's just, look, yeah. if, if everybody else is hurt, I can throw a mad bomb. I mean, is it gotten to be that point? Yes. Wow. Three years in Arizona, his ERA has been 648, 467, and 488. Yeah. The K rate is crashing. 112 strikeouts last year, last year in 158 and two-thirds innings. So he's not going to help you in ERA. Eh, he might he might get you some wins. The strikeout rate is Miles Michaelis level. Yeah, there's not much there to like. It, it really isn't. Can I be bummed? Yeah, as a baseball can. fan, I mean that that yeah. just bums me out, Tim. You're looking at a player that, uh, when you go back and look at worlds, his it was inspirational what he did. In that, no, in that, it was absolutely un- unbelievable, unbelievable. And again, he threw a lot of pitches early in his career, didn't he? When he didn't make a lot of scratch, and then all of a sudden, you know, his 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 arm wears out, and he becomes a free agent. He got decent money, but he didn't get what he should have deserved. So. Tim, you still there? Yeah, we just had a little hiccup. Okay. Anyway, so that's Matt Bum. My, my my next question for you, Tim. Who is the favorite for says when I looked at roster resource, there was four guys. <laughs> Only four? I've got five. <laughs> you got five, <laughs> okay. <six. laughs> One of them was Mark yeah. Mark uh Melanson, so which I'm not going there again. Uh no. I I, I think everybody has anointed Andrew Chafin as the favorite for saves in Arizona. What about the great Tim McLeod? I don't think he will be. Well, who will be? Uh, the, op- the options there are Kevin Ginkle, Joe Matiply, Mark Melanson, maybe Miguel Castro, and Scott Magoo. <laughs> Scott, Scott Magoo, you said? Who's, yes. That <laughs> Mr. Magoo. All right, Timmy, so you're, you've avoided my question. Yes. Who is the favorite for saves? Who are you going to draft in your draft and hold? Because you said you're going to be speculating. You took Class A, yes. and you're going to wait for later. Is it Mantiply, who you've brought up before? Is it Mark Melanson? I mean, who is it? Well, I'm going to skip to Part E, where it says, give me a sleeper for this coming season. Give me a sleeper for this coming season. Who is it? Scumago. Is it? Had an ERA of 266 and 268. And 69 saves over the past two seasons for the Echoed Swallows in Japan. Oh, God. I'm waiting. I, I, I wish I could hear the 0.0 point. It's ringing throughout the line. I was saying, I mean, who? I was thinking, who the hell is this guy? I'm supposed to know this stuff. I don't know. That name doesn't even ring a bell. Wow. Okay. Of course. Better than a strikeout per inning. Uh, in, in the I, Japanese League or the Korean League? Japanese. Oh, okay. That's a little bit better. Yeah. Again, you look at that mix of players in there, and they all have their charms. How, do, how do we spell his last name? M-C, uh, capital G-O-U-G-H. It's probably Magoo. Can we just call him Magoo until he does well? So I'm going to... I guess I should put him in my queue here for my dynasty leagues, right? I mean, oh, Lord have mercy. Yeah, he happens to be 
in my queue in a couple of those dynasty leagues. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm glad you brought them up. So let's see. The yeah. Signs of the Diamondbacks. Uh, yeah, Mago had a 2.35 ERA, 53 innings. He was in the minor league. So with the Dodgers, 2011 to 2018. So yeah. Yeah, he yeah. went over pitch very well. Now he's coming back and. Six he's, feet he's tall him. and 170 pounds. That's right. right. All muscle. <laughs> okay. All muscle. Okay. Wow. <laughs> okay. I'm going to go Mantiply. Because uh, you've always kind of liked him. So. Yeah. Any other any other sleepers, Tim? No. When I, when I go to the well on a sleeper, I go to the well, Rich. Okay. Colorado Rockies, Timmy. Are, yeah. What a, Wait a minute, where are the Dynamics going north? Oh, yeah. should have said, are the Rockies going yeah. north with Ezekiel right. Tovar as their starting shortstop? Yes, they are. Is he going to be successful? Yes, he will be. Give me a, a stat. Fact, give me a stat line. At bats, home runs, stolen bases, and batting average. Five hundred and forty at bats, eighteen home runs, twenty-two stolen bases, and a two sixty-five batting average. I like Ezekiel Tovar a, 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 a little bit. <laughs> if he does that, Timmy, it's he's a top three uh, rookie of the year in the National League. Yes, he will be. Oh, he's he's a great defender. I don't know if he's strong enough for that level of home runs. So we'll have to see. Um, but yeah, I mean the Rockies do stuff that's you know he was only in high A. And then they or double A, and only a few weeks there before they promoted him to the big leagues. So they moved him very, very aggressively. Yeah, and he's met the challenge. So I think it's I think it's time they want to you, see what they got. You all heard it, everybody. Tim is all in on Ezekiel Tovar. Give me that eighteen home runs, twenty two stolen bases. Is that what you said? Yep, that's it. Wow, that's impressive. All right, Tim, Daniel Bard. 38 years old in a couple of months. He was very good last season. It's been spotty in the past. Who are you going to speculate on for saves in uh, in Colorado? It's Daniel Bard. That's the only nobody other, else. The only, Pierce Johnson, maybe. Okay. He has he has success in San Diego before he was hurt last year. Yeah. Uh, he would be the only other person that I'd be looking at. Uh, Looking at in Colorado. Yeah. Uh, every time I hear it's, Pierce Johnson, I remember our friend Stu Gutter. He had his, yeah. his team name in DL3 was Pierce Johnson. <laughs> I thought yeah. That was, that's yeah. pretty yeah. funny. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I don't know what it means, but it, it, I laughed. But uh, so, yeah. okay. So it's Daniel Bard and nobody else. Pretty much. Yeah, I, I don't. I, he'll, if somebody else emerges, if, if Bard fails, Johnson doesn't, you know, Johnson should probably get for a shot. If he doesn't, then it's somebody that's going to be picked up off the waiver wire. And I, I couldn't hasten to guess who that might be there. Anybody else. How's that? It's just those are the only two names that really stick out to me right now in Colorado. All right, Tim, I'm going to give you two names. You got to tell me who you like better for potentially at bats. Elhiris Montero or Nolan Jones? Uh, I'm going to go with Montero because I think he gets first chance. But it's okay. very, very, very close. Uh, hey, go with the guy who's going to get the first opportunity and hope he succeeds. 
Look, Nolan Jones has never shown in-game power. I've seen this guy in batting practice, Tim. It is huge raw power. I I saw him in the Arizona Fall League hit one that I don't think has landed yet. It was just a monster shot. He he could be – I mean, he might hit 180, but he could – he could do serious damage in Coors Field. This is a big, strong kid if he can ever show yep. in game power. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously came up as a Cleveland Guardian, couldn't hit, so they moved him and, and brought in a, a young kid that looks like he can't hit. But we'll see. It's typical guy that the uh, the Rockies bring on board, you know, just to m- right. muck up everything. Yep. Give me a sleeper, Tim. Well, I... Ezekiel Tovar isn't really a sleeper, but he's the only sleeper-type player that I'm really interested in. Uh, you might want to look at uh, – the Rockies are just uh, just horrid. Uh, Elias Diaz, he had nine home runs last year, 51 RBIs, low batting average. His ADP is 365. As a number two catcher, maybe Diaz can provide you some value. But I'm not overly enamored, other than Tovar, with anybody on the Rockies team right now. It's just, it's not a good team. I know. I struggled with questions, Tim. <laughs> I really oh. did. Uh, oh. Tovar was the only one that was interesting. At least it's like, oh, wow, yeah. they're they're actually going to bring a young kid north. That'd be cool. So, right. yeah. Yeah. I agree. All right, let's move on to the Dodgers to take another break. Uh, I have Chris Taylor rostered in a league, Tim. Is mm-hmm. it time to drop him? No. Right really? now, there's more. Right now, there's more questions than answers, and I think it's prudent that you hold on to Chris Taylor for now. Well, give me some of the questions that have no answers. Uh, Miguel Vargas, can he play second base? Fair. Who's who's the outfielder? Jobs. Who loses jobs? What's going to happen there? We don't know what the Dodgers' final roster is going to look like, and Chris Taylor's been a pretty successful player in the past for the Dodgers. So I don't think it's time to give up on him yet. And if he does move into a super sub role, he could still provide, prove to be an asset as a super sub type player. If he can get in 300 bats, you need somebody to cover for injuries and he could end up covering a multitude of positions. Right? So I think it's too early yet to, uh, to give up on Chris Taylor. I'm glad, glad I asked you, Timmy, because I will now keep him. All right, I got three filling. Yeah. I'll got three fill in the blanks. These are my favorite questions. James Outman yeah. gets blank at bats in two thousand twenty three. Three seventy five. Wow. Okay, so you're still somewhat bullish. Yeah, I I don't think Trace Thompson's going to hold hold down the job. He might get first shot it. at yeah. it, but I don't think he'll keep it. So I think. Uh, Outman might not break camp with the Dodgers, but I think he'll be if he proves if you know that if he's hitting a Triple A and Thompson or one of the other Peralta whoever is struggling, uh, I think the Dodgers will turn to Outman. So I, I haven't I haven't walked away from that one yet. Freddie Freeman will hit blank home runs in two thousand twenty three. Twenty six. Okay, twenty six. I think Up that's a- what. That's what Rod, that's the Fangrass have have him uh, estimated at. So he's going to recover back from what did he hit nineteen last year or something like that. Twenty one, I think. Twenty one. He'll hit mid mid twenties. Yeah, he's with great numbers everywhere else. Okay. Uh, Clayton Kershaw will start blank games in two thousand twenty three. You already answered that's twenty. Yep, eighteen to twenty. Um, yeah. 
Okay, I get that. All right, number five question about the Dodgers. Who gets more starts in the big leagues, Bobby Miller or Gavin Stone? It should be Miller, but my gut is saying that it will be Stone, and he's my sleeper for this year for the Dodgers. Okay, let me – I didn't include him in San Francisco, but I know you love this kid. Bobby Miller – or you said Gavin Stone over Bobby Miller, right? Right. Right. Gavin Stone or Kyle Harrison? Kyle Harrison. No, your 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 love knows knows no bounds with Kyle Harrison. Yeah, yeah I uh, he pitched uh, Friday, I think. In one of the one I of wouldn't the know, games Timmy, because the games MLB weren't on TV, <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't <exactly>. know. <laughs> and they were raving about his. They were raving about him. Yeah. On Saturday, on Saturday, so yeah, he's we're gonna we're gonna see him this year, and mm-hmm. it could be it could be a fairly substantial number of innings. I I like Harrison a lot. Uh, agreed. Um, I like I like Harrison a lot. He was a top, I don't know, thirty guy for me, top twenty five something like that. Yeah. Right, give me a sleeper. Is it is it, uh, is it Gavin, Gavin Stone? Stone. Okay, yeah. nobody else. Nobody th- else. John, James Altman. Nah, I don't think he's a sleeper anymore. I think we all know about James, you know James Oatman, and yeah, he 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 could surprise if he has a big spring, and Trace Thompson doesn't. He may, it's still up in the air, right? Do we know what's going to happen there? And if David Peralta again, it's the same situation. Do we? Yeah, if he gets off to a slow start and goes over April, the Dodgers aren't going to sit forever without making moves. So I, I'm I'm going to go with the pitcher. I can't believe that David Peralta is on a team that has a chance to go to the World Series, and he's a starting outfielder. He feels yeah, like, that's... to me, like he's a guy off the bench, a veteran off the bench that gets 175 to 200 at bats. I, I, I don't feel get the it. Same way, I don't get it either. Nope. No, I didn't. You know, and good for David Peralta. You got yourself the contract. You're playing on a great team. I hope it works out for you, but. Man, I I'd love to see James Oakman get that three hundred seventy five at bat. So I uh, hope he gets. Next I year. I hope he does too, Timmy. I I want to yeah. see it. So uh, let's yeah. take our, let's take another break. Get back and do the Padres and Giants. Sounds good. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Got five questions for both the Padres and the Giants. Over, mm-hmm. under 95 wins for the Padres. Over. Wow. Wow. Just by a bit. Just okay. by a bit. Hey, that's big. Because the yeah. last question is an extra question. We're going to get who finishes first and so forth. But I would have to say, given that number, the Padres are going to finish first. Does Luis Campanzano finally break through for the Padres? Yes, he'll be their number one catcher for by the break. So I know he is Musgrove's. I think he's Musgrove's personal catcher. Obviously, there's a lot more offense there than Austin Nola, but he's not a great defensive catcher. So if if you Darvish can start to fall in love with him, we might have something. Yeah, I I just think it's time. Yeah, he's definitely an offensive player. So there's uh, yeah. So I, I, I agree with that. I've kept him on a couple of dynasty leagues just because I, I like the offensive upside so much. I mean, he came all the way from high A and I think played on a on a postseason team and he wasn't ready. And I just think that kind of screws players up. They just don't get the development time in the subsequent years. And I think that's probably was a disservice to him long term. Yeah, I think it probably was. But he's still young and he's got a world of talent. Uh, you know, when, when you look at the, the bottom four in the Padres lineup, you know, Nelson Cruz, Matt Carpenter, Austin Nolan, Trent Grisham, that's not going to instill fear in the hearts of men. I think they're going to need a better bat in that lineup. And hey, I think Campus is that bat. Speaking of Trent Grisham, or as I wrote, Trent Grishman. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So his ADP is 325. He's gone as the 75th outfitter off the boards. So he's basically undraftable or barely draftable. Is that a nice sleeper or should you just avoid him? Uh, I just finished trading him, okay, in a dynasty league to move up one spot and get Cody Senga. So you know my thoughts. Yeah, pass. That, yeah, he's got it, some it, level it, of value if people are, are willing to at, at least mm-hmm. trade for him. Well, I think if you're looking at him as a number five outfielder and you're tossing a dart and the price is right, sure, take a chance. But I don't believe we're going to see much better than what we've seen over the past couple of years. So you're saying if I draft him as a fifth outfielder, that's what you should expect. You shouldn't expect him to return third uh, third no. outfielder value because he was going third, maybe second outfielder just a yeah. couple of years ago. Yeah, that's when we believed that he was going to be able to control the strike zone, right? I, I I'm not sure what happened to him. Yeah. So me neither. Yeah, it's a, it's disappointing. I have him in one dynasty yeah. league, and he's he's on the bubble, Tim. I mm-hmm. don't know what to do with him. Uh, stat line for Blake Snell. I know you're not a big fan, so I'm anxious to hear what the stat line is. Give me wins, strikeouts, ERA, and WHIP. Do you know that Blake Snell has broken the 130 innings? Pitched Mark once in his career. Once. Uh, I, that does not surprise me, so I agree with you there. Uh, 
I'm not sure, by I the way, it. what I'm agreeing with you there. So I apologize. That made that made <laughs> yeah. no sense. So uh, I'm not if surprised you're at that. For a mark. workhorse, he ain't it. Uh, well, that was probably the year he won the Cy Young is when he pitched yes. decent innings, which shows you yeah. that he's got the talent. He's never been able to stay healthy. Right. Or throw strikes. Strikeouts, 385 ERA, and a 125 or so whip. All right, tell me, tell me those, I, tell me those numbers again, Tim. Uh, 170 strikeouts. I think he'll pitch about 130 innings. Uh, 385 ERA and a 125 whip. How many wins? He walks too many. How many wins? Less nine. than 10? Nine, okay. Yeah, nine, yeah. Yeah. Do you have – let me see where he's going as a in number, drafts. As a number four type pitcher that you're counting on for – number three, four type that you're counting on for 130 innings, you'll be fine. Blake Snell not going to help you – Blake Snell is going as a 44th pitcher off the board. Assume that there are at least 10 closers taken ahead of him. So that's, that is a high-end number three starter, Tim. Uh, that's a pass for Tim. Blake Snell or Logan Webb? Logan Webb. He's going after one after him. Blake Snell or Nestor Cortez? Nestor Cortez. Wow. Kyle Wright. Uh, Kyle Wright. You gotta be. Here comes an interesting one. Nick Ladola. Nick Ladola. Uh, Lance Lynn. I'll take Snell. Yeah, that's that's it. That's yeah. How about Lucas Giolito? Svelte Lucas Giolito. Before Lance Lynn. Uh, Lucas Giolito or Blake Snell. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, Blake Snow. Okay, yeah. Yeah, Giolito's got to got to show me that he can throw strikes. If we looked last year, I think Lucas Giolito was probably a top ten pitcher last year, and he's going Lucas, at Lucas, Lucas Giolito. Giolito. Wasn't he? Two years ago, he definitely was. Last year, Lucas Giolito barely got under the five ERA mark. If I'm not mistaken. No, no, no. Last year in drafts. He went as a top. Oh, he drafts. Yeah, he, yeah, he was uh, He was a very, very high pick. He's, Let me yeah. just see what he did two years ago. And Satisfy he's, my... And he's yeah, going as number 55th pitcher off the board. Let's call it 40th yeah. starter off the board. He's dropping. Yeah, he, you know, two years ago he pitched to... He came off a run where he had a 106 whip, 104, 110, 144 last year. His ERA's been between 341 and 353 for those three years. Two of those three years, uh, he broke the 200 strikeout mark, and the only reason he didn't in the third was because it was the COVID season. So, yeah, he was coming off a run of three really good, solid seasons for the White Sox, and last year everything crashed. Yep. Give me a sleeper. A sleeper. Who are we looking at for a sleeper for the Padres? I'm going to go with Robert Suarez. (laughs) (laughs) So are you suggesting he's going to be getting... Zero point zero. Sorry, I had to let the zero point zero come out. Are you suggesting that he's going to get save opportunities? I knew what the the delay was, yeah. Uh, Well... I look at the Padres organization, and I don't see you could you could look at Camposano as being a sleeper, I guess, but there's not that many players that really fall into the sleeper category. So there's nobody in the minor leagues that's going to come up and help too it, much. 
I mean, Eggie yeah, Rosario could have been, but he's now hurt. So he's hurt. Yeah. So what what happens if things break bad for the Padres this year? Really bad. Other than AJ Preller, will be looking for work. But what what happens if things don't work out? Hater is heading into free agency. Yep, and as we just talked, Manny Machado is going to be a free agent, and Juan Soto's got one more year after this year. Yeah. They've got they've got to go deep in the playoffs this year and next, or Preller's, I think, out of a job. So, yeah, and you know what? Uh, hey, I, I know it's a long shot, and it's, it's very hypothetical. But if, if the Padres do struggle, they could move Hader, giving Suarez an opportunity. So. I know it's a reach, but yeah, I had yeah, a hard time. Other than Camposano, I had a hard time finding anybody I could really call a sleeper. I, that's I think fair. Nelson, yeah, so that's fair. They got they got superstars on their team, and they they better yep. perform. Tim, yep. let's, let's quickly go through the Giants roster. Resource says yep. David Villar starting over your guy, Wilmer Flores. What do you know that they don't? Jack. <laughs> That's exactly what I know. Okay. I, I looked at everything and I, I, I said to myself, self, it seems like the obvious choice that Wilmer Flores would move into a full-time job. He had a great season last year, but obviously the Giants prefer him in a super sub-type role because team president for anxiety he announced on February 15th that Villar has a third-base job and he hopes he takes it and runs with it. Uh, it was simply a case of looking at it early and not getting it right. That's that's all there is to it. So you don't think Dr. he's going to start? Well, no. When the when the team president says that it's uh, VR's job to lose, it's VR's job to lose. Oh, it, it, the team know. president said that. I didn't. I didn't know that. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. No, Far Farhan Zaidi said to the presser on the fifteenth that VR has has a job. So right. that's obviously the direction the Giants want to go in. I guessed wrong. I thought they'd go with Wilmer Flores. Will Joey Bart hit over 230 this season? Uh, that's just this season. It's not like a two-year combined total. <laughs> right, right. So, will, he, will, will there be a two-handle on his batting average? Uh, when you strike out 112 times in 261 at bats, he's going to be very fortunate to stay above the Mendoza line. How's that? We'll call that a good year if he can bat above 199. How's that? I'm just glad I I downshifted on him in time to to warn our listeners that uh, it was trouble coming. Is Sean Manaya going to be anything more than a fourth outfielder? I'm going to say... Anytime in the I'm sorry, start. Excuse me. Anytime in the future, Tim. Uh no, I don't think he's number four starter now. I think he's a five six. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, he's only bested a four ERA once in the past three years, and it was a three ninety one. I think he's a number five six type starter, and he is what he is. Yeah, I think number four starter on the baseball team, probably five six starter in a fantasy team. I agree. Yeah. It's not that good. Yeah. He's not that good. Yeah. He's he's okay. He's yeah. he's fine. But the lefty will yeah. have a long career, but it's always yep. going to be kind of marginal fantasy player. Yeah. Uh, here's. <laughs> I don't oh, know. yeah. I like I this. mean, Elliot Ramos, will he be relevant in 2023? No. Will he ever be relevant? No. 
Yeah, I think that's disappointing. Uh, I I agree I, with you. I I think I yeah. just think the motor runs too slow. There's clearly talent there, Tim, and there's opportunity. There's clearly opportunity for him to get. I mean, Lamonte Wade. You know, jokes aside, with our bet last year with Seiya Suzuki. I mean, Elliot Ramos has got tons more ability than Lamonte Wade, but he's not. I don't see him beating him out for a job. Well, and Lamonte Wade—they've got him penciled in at first base right okay. now. The the outfield is Yastrzemski and Hanager and Michael Conforto, and they have Jock Peterson as their DH. Well, that's and fair. In, in addition, in addition to that, they've got a veteran Austin Slater as their number four outfielder. So how how does how does he crack that that lineup this year? He can. And, he's a better. You know, he's more talent than I. Th- I won't put him over Conforto. I think he's a better outfielder, a better overall player than Yastrzemski, uh, and definitely is a better player than Slater. But he just he just can't. I mean, it's 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 like he leaves it in the clubhouse. So I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, and you, you know, you look at Michael Conforto, and he's going awful late this year in drafts. But up until up until the you know the the, the lost year last year and the injured year before, yeah, twenty seven, twenty eight, thirty three stole uh, thirty three home runs. So Conforto's not a bad player. Uh, Is he your sleeper? You know, to put Ramos in a in a lead. No, actually, he isn't. I got a good sleeper here in San Francisco. Give me your sleeper. I, I like my sleep. Ross Stripling. Oh, yeah. He was he, ten and four with the Jays last year, mm-hmm. with a three hundred one ERA and a one hundred two WHIP. Where's he going in drafts? Oh, I'll tell you. It's a, a one twelfth. He's going one hundred twelfth yeah. pitcher off the board. Call it uh, twenty five minus. That's a ninetieth pitcher, eighty fifth pitcher off the board. Three hundred one eighty p. He's he's going as a five six, and he should be going as far as I'm concerned as a four. There might even be three upside there. Ross Stripling or Sean Manaya. Ross Stripling. Ross Stripling down. or Noah Syndergaard. Ross Stripling. Ross Stripling or Zach Eflin. Oh, uh, definitely Stripling. Carlos Carrasco. Stripling. Uh. Tyler Anderson. Stripling. Marcus Stroman. Stripling. Uh, Tyler Maley. Uh, I'll He's go a, with Maley. That's a frustrating pitcher, Tim. Yeah, it is. It, that's what I was trying to ponder in my mind. Doing <laughs> it's a, guy's got ability, Tim. I don't know, man. Mm. Uh, it's easy for me. I don't. I don't have that much hair to pull out, right? Yeah, there you go. Well, you get the big ponytail. We can just grab <laughs> it from the back. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Tim, let's take our final break. Get back. I want to know a couple of questions in general about the AL West. Sounds good. Tim, we went an hour and a half. It's a long yeah, podcast. Cool. It's a long podcast. Yeah. Thank you for hanging in there with us. No problem. Uh, it was a lot of fun. I, yeah. Once I figured out who uh, Jake DeGrom was, uh, yeah, it sort of flowed smoothly after that. My apologies for the confusion. Oh, the Jake DeGrom going yeah, yeah, 120. Yeah. What did you, where'd you have his ADP? 124? 
I I think I I think I clicked on a a, a postseason ADP thing or something. Uh, I don't know. I, I it didn't make any sense to me when I read it. And when I read it back on air, it even made less sense. So my <laughs> my apologies for being a total dumbass, folks. That's okay. That's okay. Okay. Give me yes. the give me the order of finish in the AL West. Excuse me, the NL West. In the NL West, oh, okay. The Los Angeles Dodgers. Really? So, so you had the Padres winning ninety five, ninety six games. So the Dodgers yeah. are going to win more games. So they're going to be close to hundred again. Yes, they are. Wow. Okay. I think I think the Dodgers will do what the Dodgers have to do to get there. Right now it looks a little bit of a mess and it's a little confusing and they got players playing out of position, in position, and they Wait a minute, what does that mean? They got players a, playing out of position no, and in position. Var, Vargas isn't a, Vargas isn't a second baseman. He's a third baseman, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. They're moving players is Gavin Lux a shortstop? No, no. he's a second baseman, right? But their stated yeah. their stated position is Timmy. They do not want to go over the luxury tax. They want that to reset so they can go in big on Otani, uh, and then blow it up in 2024. So you're telling us that come midseason or trading deadline, if they're in it, they're going to throw that out the window and go for it. Yeah, I think they will. And if they want Otani, they'll, they'll pay, just pay for him. It's the Dodgers. They got. They're not afraid to spend money, are they? Do you, I, I agree that. Yeah, but if you per- if you pay Otani fifty million dollars a year and you're way over the salary, he's going to be like seventy five million dollars a year. That's what it's going to cost them because they're going to be giving up money to all the other teams, right? Because of the luxury tax. Yeah, and they'll break out the checkbook and they'll get it done. Oh, okay, <laughs> that's, that's fair. That's, okay, so so you got the Dodgers one. Who's two? Yes, uh, the Padres. Right okay. behind them. Neck, Who's neck race. third? Arizona. I agree. Who was fourth? Anybody but Colorado. So, at least so Giants and Colorado. Okay. So we know that the yeah. the Dodgers and the Padres make the playoffs. So this is where I really want, wanted right. to go. My second question mm-hmm. is, how many teams make the playoffs? Three. Wow. I was hoping you would say that. So you got the Diamondbacks making the playoffs next season. Yes, because I look at the NL Central, okay, and you've got St. Louis up top, right? Maybe. And then you <laughs> maybe. And then you got Milwaukee where everybody hates being there, okay? <laughs> the Cubs, Pittsburgh and Cincinnati. I don't think Milwaukee's going to make the playoffs. Interesting. So that op- that opens the door for a third team in the NL West. Now, even though at- even though Milwaukee has redone their philosophy getting guys that can hit up and and you don't think there's there's going to be enough there to push him to, through well corbin burns couldn't get him a world series so, you know he wasn't good enough so i i don't know I don't okay gonna, okay yeah and and then uh the east with all of that talent out there tim you've got mm-hmm. the you've got the the mets and the braves you have to believe both of them if not both of them have to make the playoffs right what I'm basically, I, I'm I'm thinking that one of those three teams isn't gonna isn't gonna make it, and 
it's going to be a tough division. It really is. And it, 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 with the balanced schedule, I don't know how it's going to how it's going yeah, to. I, take I mean, you got to remember, you got in, in the East, you've got you got the Mets, you've got the Braves. Which I mean, if you're looking at uh, the betting lines, the Braves are favored to win the World Series, if not. Uh, second in line, and then you've got the Phillies who were in the playoffs, right. who made it to the World Series. So you got those three teams, and you got the three big teams in the West, and then you've got the Central. So I agree that, but there are six playoff teams, right? That is correct. I'm going the the easy pick, okay, and the smart pick is the three from the East, the one from the Central, and the two from the West. Yes. That, that's a smart pick. I've got to go with one underdog, and I'm going to go with the Diamondbacks. Yep. Yeah, I, I think it's a great I, call. I, 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 it's, it's very, very bold, and it means that one of the Mets, Braves, or Phillies aren't going to make the playoffs. The odds of that happening are fairly low, but I've just got to go with – I just love what the Diamondbacks are doing. And I think they've got young pitching, good pitching. Uh, it's they're going to be fun to watch, and I've got to pick one underdog every year, and that's my underdog. Yeah, we're going to get to all this stuff in a month or so, but uh, I got to know, and I hope it's the Mets just because it'll be fun. Which <laughs> I mean, I don't care. I mean, but uh, out of the Mets, Braves, and Phillies, if the Diamondbacks make it, which one of those three teams doesn't? Oh, man, Phillies. Okay. Okay, yeah. That would and be that would be disappointing would, for the Phillies, for sure. That's a pretty good team. It is a very, very good team. But if I had to pick one, you know, when you look at... The fun team, right, Timmy, is the Mets not making the playoffs. Because well, yeah. well, people, yeah. people will go crazy. Well, yeah, <laughs> so, they'll be calling them the Miracle Mets for a different reason. Right? Exactly, yeah. that is The the world will explode. It'll be fantastic. I mean, spending well, all that money, that'd be great. And that means probably Cody Singer didn't play very well. And that's going to be even better. <laughs> well, that's, again, you win again. That's exactly. Yeah, I'm, do, I'm, I'm losing all over the place here, Rich. we got to do something about that. But you know what does concern me with with Philadelphia and you know they added Trey Turner and the offense is very very good at the top but Castellanos has to bounce back mm-hmm. Derek Hall has to cover off for Bryce Harper is he going to get the full time playing time with Bryce Harper's out I think at Mount Mundo so, so they got to have somebody in the DH slot so it's either going to be Sosa or Derek Hall, one of the yeah. two of them. He came up and played well at the beginning, and then he just fell off. Of the, you know, he's not yeah. a very good player. It's a, it's a, that's a second division guy. It's a guy that might be able to play for the Pittsburgh Pirates, but not on a uh, World Series contender. So, no. What what concerns me in a huge way with with Philadelphia is the starting pick. How can you say that? It's, well, we got Zach Wheeler, right? But, but, yeah, we got Nola and Wheeler up at the top. There's a uh-huh. great one-two punch. Yep, then yep. you got Tyon Walk, Ranger Suarez, and Bailey Falter with maybe Painter in there. That's pretty I good, Tim. Know. I mean, Tyon Walker's a good yeah. pitcher. I mean, he's, he's not a top-of-the-rotation guy. You throw him at number 3-4, and Ranger Suarez has been pretty good. That's pretty good. And you got the one of the best, if not the best, young pitcher in the minor leagues, Andrew Painter. It's mm-hmm. pretty good. 
Yeah, I I don't know. Maybe I maybe I'm just underestimating the the three, four, five. But yeah, it's yeah. Again, maybe I'm just underestimating. That's okay. Three, four, five. But I, I think what it is, Timmy, you know, is is the is the is the Diamondbacks is such a bold call, which I absolutely love. I mean, it is a great call by you because I, I think pick someone. You, you got to pick someone, and it doesn't make it because if. It, if the Met, if the Padres didn't make it, that would also be like fantastic from a storyline standpoint. Because how can they yeah. not make it with that? And knowing that it's AJ Preller's last stand, right? They've got to make it. Uh, so, yeah. so what would be great is if they both didn't make it. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, for us to talk about, so we're always looking for storylines to talk about, and it would be. Yeah. You know, the it coming down to who's going to be in the Mets or the Padres, which I think was somewhat last year. Didn't it come down to one of those two teams was going to make it and the other would fall out? Yeah, I would love to. And again, I, I've never been a huge Diamondback fan in the past. I would love to see Arizona finish second in that division. I don't think they can do it. But I'd love to see it. It'd be great for the game. Absolutely. But, I mean, it just shows you – it's a tough division. I mean, the Dodgers are it always is. going to be good. And as long as the Padres continue to spend money and continue to sign these international guys and, and mm-hmm. draftees and, and uh, lower-level draftees that go on to blow up and people want to trade for them, I mean, they've just yeah. done remarkable in the trade at the trade deadline. So that's a really – they got a lot to crawl over. Yeah, it's – like I said, I, I have I got to pick a long shot somewhere and – that's I I'd love to see the Diamondbacks do it. I, I would as well. I would as well. I mean they they're doing things right, so it it would be a great story for sure. All right, Timmy, what's for dinner? What's for dinner? Leftovers. We had uh, we had some teriyaki chicken last night. Teriyaki chicken. Okay. Teriyaki. Great. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, we got some some teriyaki chicken. We got some rice and. What else do we have? Hey, we're cleaning out the fridge tonight. Uh, leftovers from the past couple of days. So uh, leftover night it is, and good ones at that. What about you? What are you uh, getting into tonight? Ah, uh, I don't know, Timmy. We uh, what? It, last night there was no meals made here. I think we had leftovers last night. So the cupboard might be a little bare. So I'm not exactly uh-huh. sure. And they're not a whole lot, even though it's a holiday weekend here, right? It's President's Day. There's just yeah. not a lot open on a Sunday night, so expecting to go out to dinner is a little risky. So I'm not sure mm. what we're going to do, Tim. I don't know. Mm. Might uh, be a might be a pizza night. So might be a pizza night. Yeah, pizza no, it's night. a holiday up here uh, as well tomorrow. So everybody's got a long weekend. What is your holiday? Prime Minister Day. Uh, family Day, where we bond with our families. Family Day. Yes. Stressing the importance of of family. Huh. Really? Well, it basically just means that all the government employees are off. Eh? <laughs> all right, and there's sales on furniture. <laughs> so. Yeah, sales on furniture. Yeah, the kids are wandering the streets, and mom and dad are at bingo. Something like yeah, that. Exactly. <laughs> uh, that's, that's, that's very sweet, Timmy. It's family day. That's very nice. Really, there's a holiday, and it's called family day. Yes, we're just a family-oriented type of country, Rich. Yeah. Call me the cynical American. I don't know, Tom. Call me the cynical Canadian. <laughs> okay. I'm right. going to bingo to hell with the kids. Uh, <laughs> oh, I've sorry. never played bingo in my life. My mother, who no, is no. 93 now, is playing bingo. 
So okay. it's just, it's brutal. You know, I play bingo. I won some plastic little toy. <laughs> like, yeah. Great. Mm-hmm. That's what I want to hear. it only cost me $411 <laughs> yeah. to do it. I, I, don't, I don't even know how it works, Timmy. I don't know how it works. <laughs> Timmy, it is a wrap, my friend. Yes. Um, we will talk again on Sunday. We'll be talking outfield. And you think that you we might be able pitchers. to. I say outfield. Starting pitcher. And you might be able yes. to produce a closer report sometime this week yes the beginning of the week i'll have that uh, sent over to you i'm getting quite a few inquiries because i haven't updated it we haven't updated it since the end of last year so it's time to get some players and on the right teams and get an early look at uh, some of the bullpens out there so i'm pretty excited to get that out plus the starting pitching and uh in between that tuesday night i get to uh partake in my first industry draft labor's tuesday night so it's gonna be a fun week busy that, but fun that is awesome timmy i am uh hopefully by wednesday all the dynasty league drafts will be done and i'm okay. taking off for a couple of days i'm not doing anything good. so good for you yeah it, it, it's a lot of work running that many dynasty leagues well i know uh, you want to be partaking up in a mock draft i'm so glad i i begged off of that because that would have been Thursday, I think, which was Lori's oh, birthday yeah. to boot. Well, so, yeah. so I couldn't do that, and uh, and then it was I just it would have been a disaster, like trying to do a mock draft mm-hmm. as four other drafts are going on. So, uh, yeah. But. Anyway, Tim, that is a wrap, my friend. I will talk to you on Sunday. Okay, be safe, be well. We'll catch you on Sunday.